With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Jerry's dad was abusive. He's from the South. He likes long walks on the beach. Went through it. Youngest of seven children. <laughs> he used to get shrimp right out of the Gulf. <laughs> I was, I was just picturing this guy as a kid eating like a, a live lobster, like an apple. <laughs> just <laughs> a huge smile bleeding everywhere. <laughs> oh, Jerry, Jerry, go into kidnapping, son. You got it, Pa. <laughs> Tastes like pennies. <laughs> God awful. Movie, movie, movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because that's what we get for not putting the lotion in the basket. I'm your host, Noah Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You know who's got no comment about good actors today? <laughs> Me. None. <laughs> God damn it. No shit. And sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Oh, my God. I'm so bored. So <laughs> bored by this kidnapping. Oh, God. Please torture her. <laughs> <laughs> so quick, before we get too far ahead, tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? All right. We watched Held for Ransom. It's the story of how God had a lady kidnapped and held hostage until she asked him to stop. But did he stop, thus proving he's real? We're not going to tell you yet. You'll have to wait and find out. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie? Oh, well, if you love kidnapping movies, you will hate this movie. <laughs> you will hate. Oh, this God. is the ransom of stock footage. I have yeah, right? no idea what happened in this movie. Or, and I, I'm not, not going to lie, we're all a little excited to see how we're going to do an episode about this movie. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about this entire movie is that I have a file in my Google Docs called Held for Ransom Notes now. <laughs> it's the best thing that happened because of this. I now have more than one. <laughs> There's a little parentheses, too, in front of this one. Okay. Got little post-its everywhere. So we've done 80 movies for this show, plus a half dozen on skating before we launched this one. How close is this to the most boring shit we've ever sat through? Um, zero units of closeness <laughs> away from that? Zero? Yeah. How close are you to yourself? It's like a whole philosophical <laughs> construct thing. I mean, I've been to Catholic funerals, so like... I guess the most boring shit we've ever sat through is one thing. But uh, yeah, this is this may be the slowest, most boring movie. And honestly, I want to challenge our audience to try and make this interesting. 
find a vowel that every time it's said, you stab yourself or someone in the room. <laughs> like, let's get this. Let's make this movie crazy, dangerous, and intense. I'm, I'm open to ideas. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, of course, this movie is based on a true story, and you can tell because if it was fiction, something interesting would have happened at some point. I, I, I feel like this is a case where the filmmakers mistook this kidnapping for an interesting one that they'd read about in the news or something, and by the time they realized their mistake, they just didn't want to be rude to the Cronholms. <laughs> And the oh. family was like, this is canon, no switching stuff. <laughs> oh, Cron Holmes. Yes. Cron Holmes. <laughs> the Damn cameras it. are here. Also, I did a little research <laughs> on this, and I guess what happened is this kidnapping got a tremendous amount of news coverage. So the movie was very much them trying to like capitalize and make Balloon Boy the movie. Mm -hmm. But as we're about to explain, it was actually an incredibly uneventful kidnapping and makes a terrible movie. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Now, I, I, I have a feeling this might be a very long list, but is there anything you guys want to nominate this for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, I'm going to say best worst. I couldn't see the movie. Oh, my God. Maybe 10 out of 90 minutes isn't shot in literal darkness. No it's shit. Exhausting. <laughs> Uh, can I, I mean, this is going to be pretty obvious as we get into it, but can I go with best worst kidnappers? <laughs> Goofus and Gallant would have notes for these motherfuckers. It is, you keep thinking it's a farce, but they're just, they do everything wrong. Every joke I wrote in my notes, these characters would then enact in perfect. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know, man. We got to make ransom demands. What's the most identifiable place we could make a phone call? Mm, pinball hall? Yeah, pinball hall. Uh, no shit. Uh, <laughs> it's just over and over again that like really that happens. too. Um, I was going to go with best worst divine intervention because this is a Christian movie. Sort of, It has a glaze of Christian movie over it because Jesus gave this woman the power to be really good at being kidnapped, I guess. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. literally, like, her superpower in this movie is holding perfectly still. Yeah, and not being bothered by situations, but occasionally being bothered by situations. <laughs> exactly. Yes, once in a while, completely <laughs> freaking out. I also want to go with best, worst-looking people. Look, mm. I get it. It's the 70s. Everybody has shitty-looking hair, ugly clothes, and funny-looking couches, but... Even if you put these people in great looking clothes and did their hair right, they'd still be ugly as fuck. They found this cast in a kitty litter box. Everyone in this movie looks like the ghost of a couch on a curb. <laughs> <laughs> like you drive by and you're like, it's probably good. And your friend's like, nah, man, bay bugs. That ghost is the cast. Yes. We are taking this. I take some of those couches. I like those. <laughs> Whatever. We have a lot of couches. The, the hostage grew on me. I thought, <laughs> and geez. a lot of bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me get an itch real quick. All right, well, obviously, if nothing's going to happen in this damn movie, we can afford to take a break, so we're going to pause to figure out what the fuck we're going to talk about for the next hour. And when we come back, hopefully we'll come up with something to say about all the underlit inaction that is held for ransom. Well, at 45 minutes. 30. 30. 30. Do I hear 25? Do I hear 25? Average out our episodes. <laughs> and we, we, we always give you good stuff. Hi, welcome to the only nice place to eat in town. How was your 40-minute wait? Uh, long. Yeah, long. Uh, and, and why don't you have, like, a place for people to wait or something? Right? There, were, there were just old tree stumps covered in varnish. Mm, yeah, well, those stumps let us charge an extra $12 per item, so what are you going to do? Now, I've wiped down your table with a wet rag that is definitely not clean. Can I get you guys an incredible amount to drink, which will be the only way I make money? 
Uh, no thanks. Just looking for uh, you know, a fresh cooked meal here. Yeah. Uh, meal. Mm, yeah, should have gone with Blue Apron. They deliver free pre-portioned ingredients to your door along with easy-to-follow step-by-step instructions. We made all the food we plan to sell today in bulk at 8 a.m. and heat it up slash cook it the rest of the way when you order it. Oh, okay. I, I, I feel like you should be friendlier. You'd think that, right? But you're not a guy on a date. And if you don't tip well, you can never come back here. So I'll take my chances. Okay. I'll have the steak. Mm, we're out of that. How can you be out of that? This is a steakhouse. Steakhouse, thank you. Good question, thank you. Well, unlike Blue Apron, which works with hundreds of local farms and fisheries, we buy a certain amount of the items we can sell for the highest markup, and then we run out so that people like you have to order something else. This sucks. I know, but he's going to order something else, though. I am, though. I am going to order. Okay, well, can I have a second to look at your menu? Oh, sure. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash godawfulmovies. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash godawfulmovies. Well, thank you, but I meant the menu here, this menu. Oh, yeah, take all the time you need. It's covered in everything everyone has ever spilled on a table, and we literally never (laughs) wash them. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Ever. No, I I get it. I I get it. (laughs) Ever. Mrs. Cronholm, I'm so happy you agreed to meet with me today. Oh, my pleasure, young man. So... As you know, the country was really wrapped up in the story of your abduction, and our studio is really excited to bring the story to the big screen. You know, we really think that your story can, you know... Glorify Jesus. I I mean, yeah, glorify Jesus. So uh, what I'm hoping to do today is get the story in your words so we can start hashing out the basics of the script. Praise Jesus. Uh, Yeah, that. So... I want to make it clear that if any of this is painful to relive or makes you uncomfortable, obviously that's the good shit. So I need all of that, okay? Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Okay, yeah. So so first things first, can you give me a brief outline of the events of that fateful weekend? Well, I was leaving for work at 745 on Friday morning when these two men in ski masks threw me in my car at gunpoint. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they drove me to a house. And later, they took me on to a hotel. Okay, go on. And then they let me go. Okay, right, right. right. Um, did anything else uh, happen? No. Um, okay, what did you guys do while you were at the house? We listened to the radio. Uh, did they... Um abuse you at all or uh... well they turned away from my christian station to listen to the news once yeah not really the kind of thing i'm looking for um uh, were you physically hurt at any point well now the towels at that hotel were mighty scratchy mighty scratchy yeah that that doesn't count it's like drying off with a brillo pad okay were you ever fearful that they would hurt you not really no Hmm. Did anything remotely interesting happen while you were kidnapped? <laughs> oh, heavens, no, son, no. Hmm. Yeah. 
See, I feel like this is going to be a problem. How so? Well, I, I just I don't think there are many people who would want to pay to sit in an audience watching nothing happen for two hours while a boring person moralizes at them. Have you ever been to church? Praise Jesus. Hi there, folks. Just cutting in for a quick reminder that if you enjoy this show and you'd like to help us keep making it, you can support the show by making a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful. And when you do, you'll get access to an exclusive RSS feed that allows you to get ad-free editions of every episode early, plus monthly bonus episodes where we break down the very worst films in secular cinema as well. This month, we explored the inauspicious birth of the video game genre with a review of the 1993 cinematic debacle Super Mario Brothers. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, here's a taste of what you missed well if you love mario brothers but you've never seen it and you don't care to you will love this movie i don't think you will <laughs> if john leguizamo and his brother offer you a ride in their broken van you should you say no take that ride you say oh, no. different different conclusions. <laughs> not the same well, question <laughs> different conclusions bob hoskins just gonna talk him through the entire day because he's like so how about what you want to go to dinner? Do you want to go to dinner with me? And maybe we can go to Italian food. You want to get some Italian food? And then ask her if she likes what you're doing. You like that? And call her a bad girl. You'll be a girl. It was just fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. They should have started speeding up the music if the scene's taken too long. Or, well, the whole movie is. So, like, the whole rest is been like sped up music. But no, 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 no. terrible. What's movie? the opposite of Al Qaeda terrorism? Mario Brothers, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Why? Absolutely not. There's no rocket boots. Bullet bills are they're a separate entity. They're very large. They fire across. They're not. This would be like if the first movie that was based on a book, the entire world was made out of paper. <laughs> and like there were walking, talking, giant words. I'm picturing the person who like was in charge of like continuity, just with a clipboard covered in squiggles. And then eventually she just comes in with her face all covered in poop. And she's like, I feel better today. I figured it out. I see it all. The robots were inside my penis, but I peed him out. So now. Hey, quickly moving on. <laughs> what the fuck, movie? Get it together. <laughs> So remember, if you'd like to get your monthly bonus episodes plus a few other goodies, head over to patreon.com slash godawful to make a per-episode donation today. For as little as a dollar an episode, you'll get access to the ten bonus episodes we've already done, plus a new one to look forward to every month. And now, back to the show. And we're back for the breakdown, and this movie is going to start us off with a logo that just makes you sit back and think to yourself, at some point, someone watched that finished product and said to themselves, I'm done now. <laughs> It felt like it felt like Amish kids were drawing it in real time. It was a computer graphic, but it felt like Amish kids were like running around sketching it. It feels like someone lost several games of Pong in a row at an arcade and you were like, you know what? I'm going to make my fucking logo the, the noise and shapes of when you win that fucking thing. Then I'll see it every time I watch my movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we get seven and a half minutes of this logo. And then the movie's ready to start. And it starts in Minneapolis, the perfect city for nothing to happen. Mm -hmm. At 7.45 a.m. Now, for those from my generation, 7.45 a.m. is a time about five hours before wake-up time. That old <laughs> yeah. people used to have to wake up during to farm and milk and <laughs> marry each other because they died so much sooner than us. Yeah. No, you people are the worst. Why didn't you vote? <laughs> 
So, yeah, so we have a lady getting ready for work. And meanwhile, there are two men in her suburban neighborhood standing outside wearing ski masks, trying not to look suspicious. <laughs> in bright <laughs> fucking daylight. With guns in their hands. I wanted so badly for the mailman to show up and just be like, morning, gentlemen, what are you up to? Skiing, eventually. <laughs> sure. 1970s. We're going to do some biathlon. <laughs> Good thing we don't have helicopter parents. America's great right now. <laughs> and we learned right away that before this movie has even started, they fucked up the kidnapping because apparently they wanted to kidnap the husband and the wife, but the husband had already left for work. Now, this will never make sense. It would like it would make so much less sense if they also kidnapped the husband. Okay, now I get it because you explained it, but I had no idea what was going yeah. on. Yeah, because a third of the way through this movie, they're going to be like, wait, don't you work at the bank? And she's going to be like, do you think people work at whatever company their husband or wife does? <laughs> I don't know, man. We know very little, surprisingly little. It's amazing how many safe houses we managed to secure. But that pretty much seems to be it. We spent our entire budget on finding safe houses. So she comes out of their house and they, these two guys run and grab her and throw her in her car and she screams and yells and it's a kidnapping. And then they get in the car and immediately take off their ski masks. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I don't think they'd know what kidnapping means. First of all, I mean, like one of them is, is mentally disabled, right? Oh, uh, yes. Uh -huh. The guy with the glasses is yeah. mentally disabled. We're quite Clearly. sure about that. He talks like the beeve apologizing to mom and dad for something he doesn't understand. <laughs> that guy's yeah. supposed to have a disability? I I, I, uh, uh, I think the actor may have a I don't know. But. I, it was not spelled out to me clearly that that actor wasn't just bad at kidnapping. <laughs> well, <laughs> it could have been that too, yeah. Very possible. Because yeah, they immediately take the masks off. Like, all right, now you wear you wear the mask hostage. Like they have no idea what's happening. <laughs> Luckily for them, however, they have a very polite kidnapping victim who for the next four days will very happily be blind. Yeah. <laughs> right. She takes pingy promises seriously. <laughs> so they 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 like uh, show up at a farm to like switch cars out or whatever. And the only reason I bring that up is because of the music at this moment. My note is uh, Chef's gonna fuck that white girl. Oh, ah. <laughs> my music note here was Luke Cage is mad now. <laughs> my note was James Bond took the brown acid <laughs> <laughs> because that's what's gonna happen in the credits. Yeah, right. Well, exactly, exactly. So they switch her out for a different car and then drive off with her. And then we get the poor man's Bond credits. <laughs> they are amazing. Oh, I guess you could call them junk Bond credits. Oh, nice. Nailed it. Oh, <laughs> half. I, I wrote that these credits are half Bond movie and half board game that comes with a VHS. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello there. Now that you've found out that Minnie did the murder. Fuck. Uncle Larry, you were supposed to rewind it. Now we know that Minnie... <laughs> Did the murder. <laughs> you suck. Rewinding. So, yeah. <laughs> so they, they show up at this. So the credits end and the kidnappers show up at this safe house. It's like a house for sale where they're going to hold her or whatever. And we have to establish that the guy in the glasses is the sympathetic guy. And the other guy is the mean kidnapper. Really quick. Can we talk about what these guys approximately look like? Oh, please. Um, the guy with the glasses to me. He looked like Woody Allen in Claymation, like a clay version of young Woody Allen. See, I figured like Piggy from Lord of the Flies lost a lot of weight in his older <laughs> yeah, age. Yeah, a lot of that. Absolutely. <laughs> I was going more with like 
kid from a Christmas story like grows up and things go terribly wrong, or well, they go the way you think yeah, the right. kid who goes through that movie goes. Well, and be- and based on the way this guy held a gun in the last scene, he is going to shoot his eye out. Oh yeah, he is not good at things. And the other guy, first first I thought he kind of looked like um like evil Dustin Hoffman. Okay, but really. Kind of like everyone in Taxi melted together. <laughs> all, if all the male characters in Taxi melted together. Like they together. all crowded into Jeff Goldblum's fly machine at once. And yeah, no, I get it. That's actually pretty solid. I have him as Ted Dances with Wolves. <laughs> I like it. And uh, okay, so it, now they're talking to the kidnapping victim. They throw her down on the floor or whatever. And there's this really weird moment where they're like... uh yeah, you know, the other kidnappers are going to be negotiating with your husband about the about the uh, ransom demands. And and Piggy looks at the other guy and he's like, what, what do you mean other guys? And he's like, Shh, it's going to help us for her to think there are other guys for some reason that will never be explained. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so stupid. But and Piggy guy is like, but but there ain't no other guys. And he's like, no, there ain't. <laughs> Wink. And Piggy's like, yeah, right. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I don't understand Remind this movie me either. What those other guys will will do slash serve for this purpose? No, <laughs> nothing. Never. No, I can't. No, there's there will never be a reason for that. Yeah. Also, at this point, I wrote like, do they realize that Minnesotans have different accents than Southerners? They do. Eventually, they explain why all these people in Minnesota have Southern accents, sort of. But do they tie that together? Not really, but they they at least oh, mention yeah, kind it. Of a, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. One character announces that he's from the South at one point. Right. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> tied it together. Exactly. exactly. That's as close Which, as we're as getting. As far as this movie goes, is damn right fucking scripted. That yeah. is the tightest end in this movie. Absolutely. <laughs> mm, you didn't see her getting in the trunk. Ooh, good point. Oh, she's growing on you too. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, she's like a hot home ec right? teacher. Yeah, she's like a home ec teacher. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> A little bit of Marsha Clark. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So now, uh, now we have we have been in this movie for three minutes and we've already established that the guy in glasses is a, is a fucking idiot that can't be trusted with his own toilet paper. But for some reason, the other kidnapper says, OK, now you go out and call the husband and negotiate the ransom. He's like, oh, OK, OK, I guess I'll be the one. That, why would you trust me with something important? Right. And and she literally goes like, oh, uh, guys, my husband is super busy. Can Tuesday, can you call him Tuesday? I just know he has meetings all. And they're like, oh, okay. There's also a great moment where he goes, we got your name out of a directory. And he's like, shut up. Now she'll know we own a directory. <laughs> what? There's several more of these that make no sense. Oh, God. This, yeah, right. Anytime there's something happening in this movie, it makes no sense. But luckily, there's very rarely something happening in this movie. So most of it makes sense. And the instructions that he gives Piggy to carry out are go tell her husband to drop the money amount undetermined <laughs> at a phone booth on 66 west of Lindhurst. Like west of Lindhurst. 60% of the country is west of Lindhurst. <laughs> it depends. Depends. There could be a Lindhurst like right at the corner of New York and we'd be fucked. <laughs> and by the way, the instructions here tell the husband to get as much money as he can. Yeah, what? It's, they're working on need based ransom here. <laughs> like, how much can you afford? Um, Oh, just like whatever you can manage as, as ransom. Bring what you can manage. Communist kidnappers. I we'll love it. We'll get you a it. campus job. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> so then we cut over to the husband, and oh my god, like this this actor could only be a bad guy in today's Hollywood. <laughs> oh, he's pretty he's evil. amazing. He looks like every school principal in every movie that will be made 20 years after. This. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and kind of like Colonel Sanders selling used cars. A little bit. A little bit like that, too. <laughs> a little a bit. Good amount of Rooney, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah. So we see him for a second, but then we got to cut back to Piggy. The character's name will eventually be Jerry. So I'll just go ahead and call him that now. But Jerry is, is trying to call about the ransom. And he's undoing a combination lock to get the phone open. <laughs> I didn't know. Is that what's happening? He's doing a weird oh. spinning thing with his finger <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. Did you used to have to unlock the phone? Is that you how you got the password used to be the how iPhones? the phone numbers worked? Yeah, exactly. There was a little rotary dial. And I was looking at that in your notes going like, no, he wasn't. What the fuck are you, you just, talking about? You just smash open the booth with an axe and then you call, right? <laughs> I, I'm making fun of the fact that yeah, when those, phones were first invented, you somehow needed a rotary. to spin them in a circle. Yes, no, I, no one's ever explained to me why that was necessary. I, I get that now, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So he calls him up. He's standing in this phone booth smoking a cigarette. So that's got to smell great. But he calls the bank, and the husband is not in. They have no contingency plan for that at all. So he just runs off muttering defeat, like "fuck, man." I don't. I didn't think about. He's not in right now. He's very confused. Like, wait, fuck. He's 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 not here. Okay, if you were. Just hypothetically, if you were a kidnapper, who would you ask for right now? What would you say to you? How much How much do you think he can afford? Like, what's his average expendable? In Hello? Hello? Okay. <laughs> so we head back to the kidnapping house. And this is the part. And again, this makes no sense. This has, there's no reason for this to be in the movie. But that's true, I guess, of every scene since nothing ever happens. But the other bad guy, whose name will eventually be Bill... Bill is trying to figure out from Eunice like how they fucked up their intel so much. This is where he's going like, why didn't you and your husband go to work together today? She's like, because we work at separate buildings. He's like, really? I, I didn't know that you could. There's lady jobs that aren't just following your husband. I don't get it. And Do you sell vaginas? <laughs> is, that, is that what you do there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he also offers her this really weird threat where he's going like, yeah, those other guys that we've got, uh, they're very mean and rapey. I'm pretty mean, too. Actually, what he says is, I can be very ugly. I'm like, dude, we know. I mean, she's blindfolded, so she might not know, but we know. And does he think she's holding back information from him? I don't, like, oh, like she's going to be like, fine, fine. I do work in the bank. I am. My husband pulls off a rubber mask <laughs> with another blindfold <laughs> under it. It's me, Mr. Cornwall. <laughs> How much do you want me to take out of the bank? <laughs> See, I told you that other guy torture thing would come in handy. <laughs> the only way it would have. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we go back to the bank and, and, I guess the husband's back now and he's trying to get a hold of Eunice because normally he calls her at work at 9 a.m. or something. I don't know. And so he's talking to his his secretary and this. OK, I don't know how many mushrooms you guys have eaten, how many different varieties of mushrooms you know about. But like if this woman, if you if you brought a Liberty Cap mushroom to life, it would look exactly like this woman. Yeah, she's a much better version of Toad than they do in Super You're Mario right? Brothers. Okay, you remember the guy in Fat Albert with the eyes holes cut in his hat? That's her hair. Dumb Donald. Mm -hmm. Yes, Dumb Donald, exactly. 
I wrote, ah, the 1960s when nobody needed a bicycle helmet because of their hair. <laughs> it was the 1970s, but yeah, this this movie was actually was made in 76 or released in 76 anyway. So, and, and we go back to the kidnappers. This is where she names starts naming the kidnappers because she needs something to talk, uh, to call them. So she names the the mean kidnapper Bill. <laughs> right. I was, I was really hoping that she guessed his real name and I wanted to be like, no, anything but Bill is fine. <laughs> Or Bill, I don't care. Whatever name, doesn't matter. Not Bill. And this is the first of many times in the movie where the kidnapper, one of the kidnappers will turn to her and say, I don't understand how you can be so calm. And she'll say, Jesus makes Jesus because I love Jesus so much. And I want to point out, this is going to come up so many times that it's not like she's calm enough to wriggle out of her ropes and fucking climb backwards up a well and get out of the situation. <laughs> so, she's just like not constantly screaming. Yeah. <laughs> that is the power Christ gives her. The ability not to shit her pants constantly. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if I ever get kidnapped, the fact that I eventually stop screaming, I'm attributing it to Sam Harris. Just for fun. <laughs> I don't know, man. I read into faith and that really just... Uh, means that I eventually am no longer scared. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Piggy is, uh, Jerry, rather, is still trying to call Mr. Cron home. He finally gets a hold of the bank while he's there. So, Betty, the secretary, has to go get him from a meeting. Oh, and him asking this guy for money is fantastic. He's like, I'd like I'd like some, some ransom, please. I'd like some ransom. And he's like, hey, hey, relax. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> How much, Thanks, man. how much ransom you want? Well, whatever you think is fair, just bring what you can. This is my f first kidnapping, so I really appreciate the feedback. Uh, if you have any notes, like I know people don't like notes on stage, but I'm really, I'm open to any feedback you've got. It's like a 10 year old boy asking a girl to dance for the first time. It's amazing. So yeah, so he gives this like, and he accidentally like, he hangs, he's like, bring the money to blah, 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 and he hangs up and the guy's like, where? Bring it where? What? And, you, you. and when? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> So, and of course he was in a board meeting at the time. So now he walks back to the board meeting. The husband does. And he's like, gentlemen, my wife has been kidnapped. And the murmurs <laughs> from the peanut gallery here are the most amazing. They, they might as well be going like kidnapped. Oh, it's so good. I wanted him to just be like, all right. Well, anyways, back to new business. Uh, Frank, you were saying you think the quarter's going to be lower, and I'm not going to lie to you, Frank. That's the most upsetting thing I've heard today. <laughs> Pretty sure a retarded person kidnapped my wife, but this is terrible for business. <laughs> but instead, the husband orders somebody else to go. He delegates the responsibility of calling the FBI so that he can bitch to God about it. We will, and, and he, he sits down to pray. We're going to watch this man pray over and over again in this movie. And every time it seems like he's got some really bizarre ulterior motive because the character, the actor seems so evil. So at this point, I'm like, he's about to swear a vengeance against, he's about to go like, go, like God, I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> but no, he's. No. Instead, he gives the weirdest prayer ever. First of all, he's done everything for God. He even wore his sponge painted suit and everything. Uh, and he says, we've tried to serve you in all the areas we've been given abilities in. That sounds like someone mincing words before a supervillain drops them into lava. <laughs> but my Lord, I served you in all the areas I was given abilities in. <laughs> Yeah, God is a lot like a supervillain about to drop someone in lava. I agree. And uh, by the way, he gets himself the time to do this little prayer thing by 
calling some other dude in there. He's like, I, I don't have time for this wife. Can I get Bob Anderson in here? <laughs> they have a dedicated like deal with the kidnapping My guy at this bank. Guy. As I was saying, <laughs> Bob's been sitting there going like, oh, finally, guys, I've been here for like five years with nothing to do. So now Jerry makes it back to the kidnapping house where he has to admit that he kind of hung up on the guy to Bill. <laughs> yeah. Bill, Bill's mad at him. He's like, all right, so what did he say? Tell me. And Jerry goes, I, I, I don't know. I, I hung up. I got scared. And he turns into like Ralph Cramden. Bill's like, you <laughs> idiot. Why I ought to like punch? <laughs> <laughs> now you makes us some coffee. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I'm thinking to myself, Bill, I've been watching this movie for two minutes. I know this guy can't be trusted with this fucking phone call. This is Del This is your fault. If I ask Eli to babysit my niece, that's on me. I can't bitch at him <laughs> later. I know. And, anyway. And Noah wrote that note on his own. That has nothing to do with the coming lawsuit. I just want to throw that out there. Like, we're not taking one position or another as a company. We're just saying. Yeah. But it's just absolutely fantastic how bad these guys are at kidnapping. I can think of nothing but Bob Odenkirk as the inept kidnapper now. Oh, Jesus. If you, by the way, if you've never seen that skit, you gotta <laughs> Google that fucking skit. It's amazing. Or watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a much longer uh, commitment. Yeah, so so Bill's all pissed off. He's like, oh, fuck, man, can you go make some coffee without hanging up on it, you idiot? So he goes to make coffee. I'm thinking like 50-50, this guy cuts off his own toe while he's making coffee by accident somehow. <laughs> Do I boil me? <laughs> I can't get it's through stupid. the filter. Yeah, and then, of course, Eunice needs to pee. We're going to spend a minute on that because there is nothing else going on in this movie. This entire movie is the minutiae you never wondered about kidnapping. Like, how do they go poopsers <laughs> with the blindfold on? That, this movie really digs in there. Yep. He brings, her, he brings her to the bathroom and he's like, okay, but keep your blindfold on and Turn your phone on airplane mode. And she's like, no, you don't have to do that anymore. That's not that's not the law anymore. And he's like, well, just turn it. We, we say it. I don't know why we said it in the first place, but don't. Just do it. Don't take phone airplane advice from a podcast. Okay, so now we cut over to the family telling Nazi granny that Eunice has been kidnapped. <laughs> why would they tell this old lady? Like, what's she going to fucking do? I wanted her so badly to lock and load, like, Grandma, you was... <laughs> I swore to give up that life, but they came after my family. Here we go, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't touch the bunt cake. Don't. I'm serious. I'll come back and I'll shoot you right in the fucking face. <laughs> Where's that movie? Right. Crazy. See? Get on Patreon. Yeah, we need Couple crazy billionaire money, guys. <laughs> And and I guess that's all of that scene we needed. So now we're back to the kidnapping house. Yep. Uh, this is where Eunice names Piggy, too. He, she names him Jerry. <laughs> I was expecting him to be like, just not Jerry Smith. Call, <laughs> call me Jerry Smythe is fine. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And uh, OK, so another one of those what the fuck is going on and why moments. Um, Bill comes up to her and says, hey, Eunice, one of the other guys shot a cop. It's all over the news. This did not happen. There are no other guys. There is never a reason why he would have told her that. Nope. I don't get that. Anyway. I wanted him to just escalate this story 
like sort of like a who's afraid of Virginia Wolf-esque thing throughout the movie. He comes back, oh, that cop's not doing well. But his wife, his wife, she thinks she's going to leave him for his friend Ralph. And Ralph, he don't know what to do because his daughter has cancer. Cancer. You know? I'm sorry. How's the kidnapping here going? Do we have an update on that? Oh, you don't even know what's going on with that kid's high school. But sure, yeah, no money <laughs> Money's buried under some leaves. It all went pretty smoothly. Uh, Brian Williams got shot at, too, while we was out. <laughs> and, and then he offers Eunice a beer. That was nice of him. That was nice of him. Yeah. But we're going to have to wait and see if Eunice would like a beer, because now we need to cut back to her family, who are having a dinner party? A kidnapping wake? I, I don't... <laughs> I don't get well and the only reason and we, there's a long pan shot of this but the only reason we're here is so that we can watch the husband pray again and he has this oddly specific prayer you know where he's like so good God please don't let those men torture her or saw off <laughs> her pinky with a pumpkin carver or rip off her clothes and ravage her with every phallic <laughs> object in the produce department I'm sorry what was I saying God were you paying attention oh God I know I know how you'll want to torture her trust me <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. She's just like, oh, what's on TV? And it's like, you could fucking see on what's on TV, but no. No, I get it, Lord. I need you to hold back for just one more day. Till Christmas. Also, part of the prayer was, may the demands be such that we can meet them. And they already, the demand was for however much you can find. That's what he said, yeah. You'll probably find that much. Can't imagine you won't find exactly that much. I was really hoping that they'd be like, all right, so get in one of those prom money cage boxes things. You better come out there with arms full of money. You hear me? Full of money. <laughs> so we go back to the kidnapping. Jerry has brought her coffee because he's the good guy kidnapper. You know, we have to talk about that a little. It's instant coffee, though. And I wanted him so badly to be like, what if we told you that instead of being kidnapped, we replaced your coffee with... <laughs> Instant coffee. <laughs> How do you even know about those ads? There was an SNL skit. Exactly. exactly. Chris Farley. I feel even older. I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> yeah, and of course, now this is where Jerry has to ask why she's not more nervous so she can say that, you know, it's because she's a Christian. And she literally says it. It isn't myself. I'd be very upset if I weren't a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, you ever kidnap a Jew? Cannot handle it. Am I right? Am I right? Just pan over to the next room. There's a Jewish guy screaming, tearing his hair out. Ivan! Baruch Yeah, yeah. So, and, and then she goes on this long, like, coming to Jesus moment speech or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, just fucking shoot her. No amount of ransom is worth listening to this Jesus shit. And this is why her husband had to pray that they didn't torture her. Yeah, right. Because I was thinking, man, torturing her sounds pretty awesome right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then in her head, like she gives a little Jerry, this is how I found Jesus talk. And then in her head, she's like, dear God, please let this kidnapping be your way of changing jerry's religion i think <laughs> and also come up with new plans for how to change jerry's religion for the future it just seems like there was an easier way you know maybe a little tiny miracle of some yeah so then bill comes back in the room he's still all pissed off because because jerry fucked up the uh the ransom demands so now they have to have a slumber party together and a blanket fight 
They literally have a blanket. <laughs> they he's like, the best. you think you can manage that without messing up? And he's like, stop it. I wanted it to turn like those kids sleepovers where you accidentally start fighting your friend because you hit him too hard with a pillow and they both. (laughs) 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 I should probably just go home. No, don't go home. Don't go home. It's cool. (laughs) What did Bill to wake up with like shaving cream all over his face? Jerry and Eunice just pointing and laughing at him. (laughs) You peed yourself too. (laughs) We told him it was shaving cream too. So I need to go to a doctor. <laughs> it's not carcinogenic, despite what you may have heard. The Obamas got kidnapped here. <laughs> so now we cut to the next day and the feds are having a press conference. And I, my first note here is, I bet they mentioned the size of their electoral college when you guys suck at press conferencing. <laughs> and, and the guy says, we assume this is a kidnapping. And I'm like, really? Why? Because it's a fucking kidnapping? Because the kidnappers call? called you and told you? <laughs> well, they got a ransom call. Well, sort of. Well, right. It might just be a mentally disabled person who took her by accident <laughs> and doesn't realize that there's any other steps to this. They're riding a carousel right now that he won't let her off. We're not ruling anything else. <laughs> Also, in this scene, and I just have to mention this because this is so wonderful. There's this FBI agent in the trench coat that just looks like he's got a sign hanging over him. Says, "Not a secret agent" or whatever. Amazing (laughs) fucking costuming right there. And then, uh, of course, Mister Cornhole has to (laughs) send a message to the kidnappers, Mm -hmm. and his message is, "Please don't kill my wife. Don't." Torture her. Can't be clear enough. Do not <laughs> hook her nipples up to a car battery. Do not do that. Don't. Not even a body blow to keep her quiet. You hear me? Also, you you hung up before we talked about how to pay you. So you need to you need to call me. Ba- We're not done with you. So please call me back. You're an you idiot. Take PayPal. <laughs> so we head back over to the kidnapping house where now it's you know it's the next morning. They're waking up Eunice. And, uh, you know, he gives her a minute to go into the bathroom to get cleaned up, but asks that she not look around the bathroom. What? (laughs) What's going to happen? Everyone knows a bathroom is essentially a fingerprint. (laughs) Yes. She walks back out. So who's got the dick fungus? Come on. (laughs) We said don't look around. Don't Don't be a bitch. Fungus? This is different people's safe house. (laughs) We shouldn't have gotten... Wallpaper with the address of the building on it. What stupid fuck? I thought it'd be nice and homey, but now obviously in our 85th safe house, that's a bad idea. Also, (laughs) this is her, like, because they say, oh, well, you know, go ahead and get yourself cleaned up or whatever. Her getting cleaned up is to splash nine drops of water on her face and then she's done. That's it. So she comes back out of the bathroom. Now they've got her new uh, blindfold for her, which is literally a towel duct taped over her face. (laughs) That's what they go with. This movie is 30 minutes in, and so far it is entirely cut scenes from other kidnappings. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, all right. So now we go back to the to the house where the husband is, and the FBI agent is instructing him on, on how to handle the ransom call while dressed like a colorblind game show host. Yeah, Noah, <laughs> question. When did they start making suits out of cloth? <laughs> Just you and Andrew blending into furniture stores <laughs> until like 1992 82 but you're close yeah so yeah so also by the way this is the first time I realized that the husband's name is Gunner this char- these characters are Gunner and Eunice 
anyway, just there's not much humor in this movie. That's I gotta throw it out there where it comes. <laughs> so, and the FBI wants to use a body double. They're like, oh, you know, we've got an agent that looks kind of like you, about your height or so. He can do all the dangerous stuff. He's like, I wanted to do the dangerous stuff. Fine, fine, fine. Use an FBI agent. I don't give a fuck. So now we head back to the uh, kidnapping where she's making small talk with Jerry. Jerry's dad was abusive. He's from the South. He likes long yeah. walks on the beach. <laughs> went through it. Went, youngest of seven children. <laughs> he used to get shrimp right out of the Gulf. <laughs> I was I was just picturing this guy as a kid eating like a, a live lobster, like an apple. <laughs> huge smile bleeding everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry. Jerry, go into kidnapping, son. You got it, Pa. <laughs> Tastes like pennies. <laughs> and then Bill comes in because it's time to move her to, to another safe house for no fucking reason. They will change locations 875 times throughout this movie, but never with any reason. They're no. just always like, well, you know, we got to, if we don't keep moving, the... The magnets that her husband implanted in her skin will draw the ball bearings and drop the minute she went missing, and then I'll be stuck to the outside of the house. So, but now this time they have to toss her in the trunk, and this is where apparently, apparently that's like Jesus can't go in trunks, you know, because the whole thing is about, no, I'm all Christian, so I'm perfectly calm, but they started throwing her trunk and she freaks right the fuck out. I wanted her to really freak out, like, for an inappropriately long time, since she spent so much time talking about how calm she is. She's just like, oh, God, shit. Oh, no. I abandoned God. I abandoned God. Fuck me. Unless you fuck me, I'll make you feel so fucking good. I'll make you feel so. You can pick a hole, Jerry. You can pick a hole. All right, you can go into the back seat. So I think Christ is probably why I'm so... So calm, you are drenched in urine. Mm. Mm. The urine of Christ. <laughs> Baptized in urine. Also, there's this bizarre line where Jerry's trying to talk her into the trunk. He's like, it's okay. I rode in that trunk before. Why, Jerry? <laughs> what? what? Why? To test it out for her. You know? <laughs> I, I would pay anything for them planning. And Jerry's like, all right, now I'm in the trunk. What? <laughs> yeah. okay. Bill, let me out. B Bill. Bill. So my new theory is Jerry also got kidnapped and just started being really helpful. So now he's like an intern. <laughs> right. <for Bill. laughs> I think that's how that went. Yeah. All right. So they finally get her in the trunk and they drive away at length. Uh, there's a 10 minute shot oh of them driving God. away. They did not turn around. If you were thinking they drove away most of the way to the horizon and then turned around, they did not <laughs> no, do that. No, they didn't. They went mm -mm. all the way. Also, all cars in these years looked fucking identical. So they would cut shots and you'd be like, oh, I can't follow where the car was. One, because it's dark. And B, because everything was a white boat that somehow was on land. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. For, for me, the cars back then looked so distinct and different. And all the cars today look exactly the same. I guess that's one of those things about being old. So they stop at another payphone to call the husband again. And it, you're just reminded of how bad phones sucked in the 70s. It's like, line's busy. There is literally nothing we can do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so good. They they call the, the Kronholm place and they're just like, eat a nice dinner of bacon and cigarettes and five-piece suits <laughs> like you do. And one of them... One of them picks up. He's like, what? Hold on. My, my collar was blocking all the sound. Let me, 
but it, that's the, the, the point is that's not the kidnappers calling. They're like on the phone. So the kidnappers get a busy signal. Yeah. So they have to go from that payphone to another phone. This is important enough for us to have to watch. They have to go from that payphone to another phone. So they decide this time to go to a pinball arcade. A pinball arcade. You might as well have a place that's like, hey, welcome to Steve's Pizza, where every 45 seconds I shout, here we are at Steve's House of Pizza, and the address. Three, two, one. Here we are at Steve's House of Pizza, 411 Core Drive Road. You need to make a call? Sure. I'll introduce you. Bill Johnson and Jerry Smith, your order's up. Those are your real names, and your order is ready. <laughs> So here at the pinball arcade, they finally get a hold of Gunner, and Bill is the one talking on the phone. The entire time, Jerry is eating chips loudly out of a bag as though it was a comedy routine. <laughs> I wanted to start just like making a smoothie right next to the phone call. <laughs> Ring! Well, Dude, just, just hold. I wrote as a joke, I want him to start the jukebox and for a song with their location on it to start playing. And he actually starts... The fucking jukebox. I mean, it's not. It's not like here we are at the pinball parlor, one one four East West Street. But it's pretty. And he has to like dive into the other room. He's like, dude, what the fuck? Why would you? And he's like, I wanted songs. Again, now was the time. How is this character not mentally disabled? Okay, paid extra for play now. Also, also the 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 husband says, well, how do I know you really have my wife? I want to ask you a test question, you know, so that the next time we talk, I know she's fine or whatever. Ask Eunice what we did after the opera in Rome. Now, think about for a second all the interesting answers that question could have, you know, shared a male prostitute, for example, rim job, for example. Just keep those in mind because eventually we're going to reveal the answer and it's not any of those interesting things. No, but I did have to pause the movie and cry with laughter for a solid four minutes when I found out the answer. <laughs> right? You are the most boring Christian couple ever. Yeah. All right. So, uh, it, so Bill tells him, you know, to meet him at that same phone booth west of Lindale, but not to bring cops or guns. Fists only. <laughs> that kind of fight. So, Just in case this kidnapping turns into a rumble. <laughs> so the body double heads off to drive to the to the drop point. And then we cut back to the kidnappers who now have to ask Eunice, who is still in the trunk. They have to shout, ask Eunice what they did after the opera in Rome. This is so funny. So he turns to me and goes, all right, hot chat. You want something to do? Ask Eunice what they did after the opera. And I'm like, okay, so they're going to pull over the car. He's going to open it. He's going to, no, he turns around. And he's like, Eunice, <laughs> Eunice. And she from the trunk is like, <laughs> What'd you do after the opera? <laughs> no, no, no. After the opera. <laughs> no, no. After. And <laughs> and her answer is not we rimmed Antonio. You know, it's not we tried PK. It's we went out for pizza. <laughs> they went out for pizza in Rome. <laughs> That's like a first guess. That's like if they had killed Eunice, their first guess, and he's like, ah, oh, you got it. Right. Tell her I love her. <laughs> Italian food. They You ate Italian food. Oh, oh good. There you go. Good. Who'd have guessed? 
Don't torture her. Oh, God. <laughs> so ask her if I like heads or tails better. Like, yeah, you need some more specific <laughs> questions. Yeah. And then, okay. So now 95% of this movie will be people in phone booths or people going to phone booths. So now we have the body double, the FBI agent that's pretending to be Mr. Cronholm going to a different phone booth and then a different phone booth from there. How is that helpful? I don't. To keep sending him to different phone booths. I, I know the... I feel like these kidnappers, either someone described kidnapping badly to the people who made this movie, or these kidnappers watched an even worse movie about kidnapping <laughs> and were like, yeah, changing locations is key, and that is it. And blindfolds. Blindfolds are key. Yeah, and masks occasionally, but <laughs> randomly. Yeah, We need to find that movie. So <laughs> I'm sure we will eventually. So the kidnappers, the, the, the body double shows up, and the kidnappers want to see his tits so they know he's not wearing a wire. So they're like, you know, uh, uh, step out of the phone booth and open your jacket and your shirt and you know, <laughs> do the truffle shuffle. And he has to take off his his wire, which is just a fucking stereo <laughs> tapled <laughs> to his chest. He's like, punk. Just a room full of vacuum tubes he disconnects from opens <laughs> his shirt. <laughs> so stupid. And now they want, they say they want $400,000 in fives, tens, and twenties. Why? Why would you want fives and tens? What? Like, we want half the number of fives to equal a third the number of tens. So how many twenties do we want? <laughs> what? Just get... why? And it, now also, it's all a number now, too. You're asking for $400,000. Yes, I, I think I'll, I'll buy this house, actually. Great. Do you take cash? Oh, yeah, no, cash would be fantastic. <laughs> Wait, let me finish. Let me finish, because this is going to matter. <laughs> how much cash will you take? What denominations would you like? But the now this is also a bizarre moment. The body double says, "Oh, sorry, the bank's closed this weekend. All I can get is two hundred thousand. So apparently, he's just got that laying around in cash. And, yeah, two hundred thousand because that's all you can take out of the ATM. And oh, I see. <laughs> and this, this like, I guess a bluff works because they're like, "Wait, should we just take two hundred thousand? Okay, we'll just take like, okay, fine, we'll take two hundred thousand. I wanted the guy to be like." All right, wait, the bank closed again. Uh, now we can only give you 5000 All right. All right. And also, like, what was the idea? Like, because the guy works at the bank, right? That's why they're... But he can't just go to the bank and take out however much money. He, that's not how that works. Is that not... When, the, when you're a bank manager, they don't just let you into a big room full of money and they're like, and you just get in here and grab however much of it whenever you feel like it. It's, it's just paper. <laughs> Uh, we'll print some more according to David Icke if we need some <laughs> alright so they, they, they give him the amount and they're like alright meet us tomorrow in the evening at this same and I'm like why not closer to now why not go get the money and come back why tomorrow evening alright meet us tonight with the money ooh tonight is not good oh how's tomorrow I, I'm a late sleeper no me too me too uh <laughs> Like lunch? When do you eat lunch? <laughs> Two? Three o'clock? Ugh. Ugh. That's kind of bumps right up against my dinner. All right, so why don't we just call it dinner then? That way we don't have to worry about it. Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll text you. That's in 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> so now we go to a different house or hotel or something where they're going to spend yet another night. 
Ugh. And then we cut back to the body double who goes back to Gunner. Gunner says, what happened? Now, I'm, I'm telling you guys all of this. This is a fucking guess because the entire movie is in blackness at this point. Mumbled in the dark. Yeah. My notes here are, I can't see anything. This entire scene is in the dark. They're inside a room or something. What do you guys think is happening? <laughs> right? That's all the notes I have. <laughs> yeah, there's a four or five minute uh, moment here where none of us have notes because it's just like, is this the intermission? There's still sound. So the body double gets back to Gunner and he's like, how'd it go? He's like, they called it off. I'm like, no, they fucking didn't. We were there. We They just said tomorrow evening. Why would you? T and, and also, what does that mean? They called it. Yeah, they just killed her. Like, what would, <laughs> how do you call off a kidnapping? Anyway. Now, now, don't you cry like a sissy man now <laughs> when I tell you your wife's dead. Okay, but tell me, did they torture her? <laughs> you seem obsessed with that, Gunner. I need you to stop asking that question. <laughs> I wrote it on my arm. Gunner's like, 200 grand? My wife's not worth it. Have you seen her? She looks like a fucking substitute teacher. But uh, now there's a substitute teacher in the audience angrily emailing me. Sorry about that. I'm sure you're very pretty. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and this is where I first started realizing, oh, my God, nothing's ever going to happen in this movie, is it? There's some guy right now who owns a Jeep, lives in New Jersey, and whose wife is a substitute teacher who fucking hates our show. <laughs> yeah, he also got that ring at sales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we cut to the next day, Sunday, 5 a.m. They're waking up bright and early so they can leave the house or motel or whatever thing, but not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so they bring her to a different house or motel. And this is where, like, you know, they let her listen to the radio, but she wants to listen to Christian radio because this has to be a Christian movie once every 16 minutes. And we should point out every room they enter is uglier than the last. <laughs> a series of ugly rooms, the 1960s and 70s story. Right. Yeah, so Jerry wakes her up with the radio. He's like, oh, what's, what station do you want? She goes, try 83. What? 80, just just 83? Exactly. They have integer <laughs> yeah. radio. Try six. <laughs> what's on six? You listen to the six. The four. <laughs> With Squeaky in the Blow. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, so the Christian music comes. It's like hymnal music or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is what they used to have to listen to. Now Christian rock makes sense. Now that makes sense. <laughs> oh, fuck God, but something <laughs> that's, that's a Muslim hymnal, actually. Um, but, it, but it's kind of working because Jerry is clearly turning into a Christian like like a werewolf saw the moon. And he's, like, he's getting a little secondhand popping out of his skin onto his neck. <laughs> See, I wanted her to start squealing like, oh my God, this is my son. <laughs> Another kidnapping victim runs across the room at her. <laughs> <laughs> but instead she started. Gets it. <laughs> but instead she starts crying. Luckily she has a washcloth taped over her eyes. So that's convenient. And it looked at this moment like Jerry was just about to make his move, but no, not he's no. he's not. Also, I feel like Eunice is kind of being a bitch to God here. Like it's still part of the plan. She's crying. Don't be so self-involved. You're supposed to know <laughs> it's all in the plan. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess now that we've got a little reassurance that this is indeed a religious movie, we can afford to pause for a much needed break. But first, let me give Act Three the hard sell here. Will it be windy out tomorrow, you think? Can I borrow Heath's copy of Breakfast of Champions? What are we going to do for lunch on Sunday when we all get together? Find out the answers to unrelated questions that nobody would bother to ask when we return for the end of the script conclusion that is held for ransom. 
I feel like the end of the script was held for ransom and they couldn't afford it. That's probably what it is. $200,000 and we'll tell you how the movie is. Fine, we just let her go. <laughs> All right, however much you have in your pocket now. No, <laughs> we no, call it even. Can't afford it. I don't have <laughs> that five. All right, so now I'll stay with the girl and you do the ransom demand. Um, you got it. I'll uh, make sure to sound real scary. Okay, great. You, you want to run it by me first, though? Yeah, sure. Let's let's practice. Okay. Bring, 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 bring. What, 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 what are you doing? I'm I'm calling on the phone. Okay, you don't you don't need to make the phone. Just go right well, into I it. I need to make the phone because they're gonna pick up, right? So we gotta what? be ready. Fine, fine. Hello. No, no, Nate threw me off. Wait, wait a minute. Fine, do the do it. Start again. Bring, 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 bring. Hello. Bring, bring. Gee, you answered the phone quick. Jesus fucking Christ! Can we? Sorry, no. Go ahead. Uh, hello. Hey, is 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 Mr. Kushner there? No, uh, I'm sorry, he's not here. Okay, I'll call back later. Thank you so much for your time. He wasn't there. I, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our characters, they were listening sure. to Christian radio. But before we can get back to them, we have to check in on Gunner. He's nervous. We needed another scene in case you were wondering if he was still nervous. Yeah. And so someone walks out of the room, walks back in. Three seconds later and goes, oh, no, it was just Eric, which means that they must have answered the phone and someone went, it's Eric, and then hung up. <laughs> That's how much time they've got. Yeah. The only way the timing on that could have worked out. So this person, Eric, was pranking them during a hostage situation <laughs> yes. on their phone. As soon as they pick up, ah, it's Eric. Click. <laughs> Go back. Oh, we're, oh, we're decided to give her back. No, just, I got you. <laughs> you tortured her. No, I know how much no. that bothers you. No, it's Eric. <laughs> I mean, they might torture her still. Don't no, we don't know. But get your hopes up. 50-50. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's the whole scene, by the way. That's the entire scene. Then we go back to the motel, and they're still listening to Christian radio, and something comes on the news about Eunice. The Christian radio station wants all their listeners to pray for Eunice. And she's yeah. like, I can't believe it, and neither can he. He's like, wow. Thousands of people are praying for you. I could feel their prayers weighing down my arms and legs. <laughs> so much worse at kidnapping because of prayers. Hopefully all those prayers are the same, though, or it gets pretty complicated. So you can start yeah, so working like, in half the people are praying that she gets tortured. Like yeah. a Ouija board. <laughs> you were moving it. <laughs> you were torturing her. <laughs> And then, uh, so we cut away from that. We get this long pan at Granny's. So this is like a 10-minute pan shot of them, you know, Granny's baking a happy kidnapping cake or whatever. Yeah. Kidnapple pie. Nailed it. Oh, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. Puns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as they're panning through this, we see like the high-tech phone tracking device or whatever they have attached to the phone. Oh, 70s. They got the car <laughs> from Knight Rider attached yeah. to the phone. <laughs> A laser tag pack. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> and again, that's all we get from that scene. That's the whole scene. Pan, mm -hmm. Granny's making a cake. That was important to know. So meanwhile, back at the hotel, Jerry has decided that when he's done with this kidnapping, he's going to love Jesus and give a lot of his money to good causes. And she's like, oh, what causes? And he was like, I, I just said that. 
I feel stupid now. <laughs> stupid. Um, unit. Unit something. God, they blind. You get five a nickel for a blind kid. You know what I'm talking about. UNICEF them. Yeah. Next time he's on the phone, I'd like a donation in my name instead of ransom. <laughs> I write a check to the Salvation Army from Kidnapper Jerry and <laughs> bring it to the drop point. However so much you check. can spare. <laughs> <laughs> Give till it hurts. Um, and then Bill shows up with food and Jerry's like, Bill, it was so awesome. You wouldn't believe it. There's all these failures in Minneapolis praying for Eunice. It's amazing. He's like, yeah, okay, let's eat food. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to have you write a note to your husband. Uh, you can say some of your stuff, but then I got a couple of things I want you to say for me. This will never come back. Nope. 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 There will never be. He will never give this note to anyone. She will never write the note. There is no purpose in this just, at all. It's like a, just a creative writing class. <laughs> what? What's happening? <laughs> Wanted to give you something to do with your hands. I wanted it so badly to be like, I am safe and they are treating me well. The Jews, no Jews died in 9-11. <laughs> None. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> and now we cut from there to our third gunner praying scene and this uh, time he opens up his prayer like he's he's trying to break up with god but doesn't want him to make a scene <laughs> so stupid like please don't let my wife get raped wait no sorry so i'm cool with whatever you decide it's, it's, your, it's your thing i don't i'm not second guessing torture you. her don't torture her whatever you're saying well th and that's it his whole prayer amounts to dear jesus do whatever it is you are gonna do appreciate it amen yeah. that's it <laughs> Yep. So now we cut to the next day and it's time for the drop. So they go back to the pinball place. To of make all the places to have a repeat location. <laughs> the pinball parlor where is where they go back to. Yeah. <laughs> and and again, so the point of this is to send him from one phone booth to another, which they are want to do. <laughs> With like elaborate instructions, like the next this I'm giving you instructions now. No, no, but like the, I'm again. I'm going to give you more instructions, but they're written in a phone book on the page with your last name. When you get to this next phone, how is this helpful? Right. And also, payphones don't have fuck. The directory's ripped out, asshole. I know how payphones work. I'm old <laughs> enough. Anyway, people would steal the yellow pages. Oh yeah. And meanwhile, the free. We cut to. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, now you can't fucking get rid of them, right? But uh, back then, no, people will, yeah, yeah, and roll joints with them or something. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Anyway, so we also <laughs> cut to the high-tech FBI center where the supercomputers are tracking the calls. <laughs> it's like a room full of record players, and they're just like tracing calls with them somehow. Great. <laughs> Might as well have a tin can attached to the kidnappers and like a super-duper <laughs> long string. Ow, ow, ow. They, got, they went around like a corner. <laughs> Go untangle it, Frank. Who <laughs> oh, you? You. <laughs> and also at the same time, Gunner's back home listening to the police radio because they put all the secret kidnapping instructions out on the police radio. <sighs> so they tell the, the body double that's pretending to be Gunner. They tell him to leave the money in the trunk and the cops will keep it under surveillance the whole time and nothing will ever fucking. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> 
Also, Wait, what we need to communicate about this movie is we're giving you the highlights here because most of this is just <laughs> driving around in the dark. Noah, question, when in the 1970s did they invent the sun and streetlights? <laughs> was there a ceremony or was it just there one day like an overpass? <laughs> this was the uh, energy crisis, Jimmy Carter's fault. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> they couldn't afford lighting at that point. <laughs> oh, okay, and just to give you an idea, okay, at this point in the movie, Gunner, or the, the, the guy who's pretending to be Gunner, the FBI agent, pulls into a parking lot. We are going to pan over that parking lot for nine goddamn minutes and then just move on to a different location. Literally, we watched just enormous cars parking for nine minutes. Literally, not like I could see carbon forming in the shape of a foot on this parking lot. <laughs> it's crazy long. My notes are from here on are like more nothing. Hooray! Why are the cars so big? In this, did they have just like giant lime green recliners for every passenger? What, what was going on in there? They did. They did actually. We're never gonna run out of gas at this rate. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Add some fins. That'll make them look good. This is when we were still finding gas in the United States, so we were not worried. Yeah. <laughs> Also, he says, like, okay, so the guy, the you know, Gunner's listening to the radio back home, and the guy on the radio says, radio silence will be maintained to protect the package. I'm like, do you know what radio silence means? You're saying that over, is that just a cop word to you? Starting now. Okay, well, not, no, not, but <clears throat> now, not now, but, you know, the next time I say now, now. Now, um, room, yeah. okay, can we get a count, 10 count, and you start and join in on four? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I believe all of us for the next six minutes of this movie have something in, along the lines of, I have zero clue what's going on here. I think people are driving. Yeah, it's just cars. Maybe one of them's a police car because it kind of pulls over other identical cars that just don't have a siren light, I, I guess. Don't, yeah. I couldn't really see. My, my note again was, what do you guys think is happening? <laughs> yep. There's a lot of that. Yeah, so now the, the body double guy goes back to yet another phone booth and Jerry calls him from there and Jerry's all nervous because there's cops everywhere, I guess, which is what we were supposed to be seeing when there was no light earlier. And, and he tells him to go past a McDonald's hamburger stand. And I wrote in my notes, as opposed to McDonald's garden supply? Like, this was the <laughs> 70s. How new was McDonald's that people were like, McDonald's. Oh, the new up-and-coming uh, fast food joint? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're really going to make it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's and, the 70s. I, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, but again, like, if they, if they left out specifying what McDonald's was, this movie would have nothing. It would be eight <laughs> minutes long. That's the most interesting thing that happened in this movie is when he had to specify which McDonald's he was talking about. Oh, and of course, we just can't have enough phone booth scenes. So that's where he's going. He's going to meet him at a different phone booth near McDonald's. Yeah. If you're into phone booths, like if that's your sex thing, watch this movie. <laughs> get another person, like get on FetLife and just search for phone booth. There's half a dozen people and three of them are attractive and just really enjoy this film. <laughs> What's this website you're talking about? <laughs> What'd you say it was called? Oh, okay. We're all going to pretend we don't know what FetLife is on this call. All right. We all don't know what FetLife is. <laughs> Ooh, what's FetLife? What's a chair? What's a house? <laughs> <laughs> so I also love this moment where they're like begging us for some big Lebowski references because he's like, all right, I want you now to take the money to the bridge and leave it at the edge of the bridge. And of course, I wrote fucking amateurs. No funny stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, actually, what I really wrote was, holy shit, 
23 minutes till my parole. Oh, that was <sighs> nice. I, and at this point, I was just, because I can't see anything, I was just reading Noah's notes. So I wrote, it's nice to hear that there's only 23 minutes left in this movie. Don't you lie to me, Noah. Don't you lie to me. <laughs> so the, the body double arrives at the bridge and drops off the money because that's the next Is that what happened? Thing. Yes. Uh, well, again, I haven't been able to see since Act 1. <laughs> You're sure that's what happened? Pretty sure. And we cannot overstate how dimly lit this fucking movie is so what's going on in this scene we've got uh jerry who's hiding in the bushes on the other side of the bridge wearing a bright orange hat Mm -hmm. because he's hiding and we are seeing from his perspective a car pull up on the other side of a bridge all we can see is headlights and then we can hear door opening and door closing noises Right. And he drops off the buddy and then like another car appears at the other end of the bridge and apparently spins in a slow circle impossibly for what? 60 minutes. And Jerry <laughs> is frightened by that impossibility. And so doesn't get the money, but then he does get the money. And he and then and then when he has the money, he runs to a different location and hides it under straw. Yeah. It's so stupid. In case that, what, he was going to get stopped and someone was going to be like, that money's illegal. You can't have him. Why? 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 I, I didn't I didn't enjoy the part where he like slowly for about 10 minutes runs like Gary Busey towards the bag in the middle of the bridge. <laughs> but then that car or other car or something pulls back. You see his headlights and he like dives into the bushes on the side of the bridge. And- <laughs> Then the car leaves and he gets paying a lot of attention to the logistics here. But yeah, so he hides the money under some leaves. This will never come back. Um, nope. And the body double gets back to the wherever the hell gunner was to assure him that the money's dropped off. His wife should be back soon. What? So there's a phase of this plan after getting the bag of cash. What do you think they're they're burying it to not have it yet? I don't. Yeah. No, because nothing else happens in the entire movie from this point on. Nothing happens. There's still 20 minutes. I nothing's happened up till now. So that shouldn't surprise us. But uh, yeah, they're just ultimately they're just going to let her go at the end of spoiler. They're just going to let her go. Now that they've got the money. So guys, I don't know about you. Weren't you wondering at this point about Bill's emotional journey? (laughs) (laughs) As it turns out, apparently I was. Because that's what we're going to explore now. We go back to Eunice and Bill chatting about Jesus. And basically she says, Bill, you need to let Jesus run your life because can't do worse than you're doing right now. (laughs) To which he immediately starts sobbing, right? He's Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) and then it's over. Yeah. insanely uncomfortable he's a wet wet crier it's gross (laughs) a lot of wetness yeah and then we get a a quick scene where gunner gets back to his place from i thought he was already at his right it's another car pulling into a different location i can't recognize i wrote in my notes i guess it's noah pulling into wendy's he's a manager of because why the fuck not (laughs) (laughs) yeah so now we cut to the next day why this isn't over yet is beyond me and will never be explained. But we cut to the next day and Jerry pulls up at the wherever it is that they are and tells Bill that he has the money so Eunice can go home now. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm right in my nose. Like, why isn't this? Does Donnie still need to have a heart attack and they have to have the burial scene, the ashes or something? I don't what. <laughs> and then Bill's like, all right, kidnap partner. Just about done. I'm just going to do some errands, some dry cleaning. You just stay here. I'm definitely not going to take the bag you buried 
in hay for no reason and leave. If I don't come back soon, kill her. If I don't come back, get rid of her. When? when? Should How long a time? (laughs) I want him to to walk out to the door for him to immediately shoot her in the face. Bam! Time's a construct. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of vague instruction going on here. If I don't come back, get rid of her. In what way and how much time do I give you? None of that is explored. Yeah. And again, keep in mind, it's not like Jerry can handle vague instructions here. This is the guy who hung up on the fucking ransom demands he was making. Yeah. So Bill is leaving and we, you know, and when we see Bill leaving, he's like, hey, hey, sucker, I got the money now. So he's planning on leaving Jerry with without ever returning. So I want to point out, I'm, I'm going to jump out of sync because I think it's important, right? Because Jerry's about to introduce a radio. They're going to listen to the radio for a second. But what must happen is Bill goes, ha ha, sucker, and then immediately gets arrested. Like the moment the camera turns off, <laughs> yep. cops must have just jumped in and be like, ha ha, 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 you're the kidnapper. Apparently, <laughs> because seconds later, he turns on a radio and they hear on the news that they picked someone up involved in Eunice's kidnapping. On the news. So They've written copy. Happened, <laughs> and it's on the news. Yeah. Man, that was quick. And then, and Eunice, you know, because she, uh, uh, Jerry's out of the room at the time. So Eunice says, Jerry, they just talked about, you know, the kidnapping on the radio. So he comes back in and tries to rewind the radio. Which he successfully does. He yep. rewinds it to another news channel introducing the exact same story. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah, and, and they, they say Fred Wilson was picked up, and I guess that's Bill, because Jerry's pretty freaked out when he hears the name. Just go from channel six to four, it goes back oh, in time a little bit. <laughs> it goes back two minutes. Yeah. That makes perfect sense that's now. That's how those work. Yeah, so Jerry pulls out a gun, because he's going to have to murder her now, maybe, but he doesn't know for sure. He can't decide what to do. His partner's just been caught. He's sure to get caught, and he's not sure whether or not to add murder to the rap so he looks cool when he goes into prison. (laughs) What is the I'd just be like, all right, let's take this off and get to a police station. You want the gun? I just feel like we should, uh, this is not going to go well. There's no conflict here. The kidnapping went badly. It's over. (laughs) Well, there are some serious stakes that, that you guys aren't talking about. Let's not forget that she asked God to have her home from the kidnapping by today at 6 p.m. Yeah, she gave God a specific time. Yeah, Is it going to work out? Isn't it? We'll see. Yeah. Meanwhile, at another location where nothing interesting is happening, Gunner awakes to a phone call. And he's asleep in a chair like Heath. Every time (laughs) Heath sits in a chair. Ever. (laughs) Chairs are comfortable. (laughs) And for some reason, I guess this is the son at this point. I just thought it was a village person. But he comes and answers the phone and that's it because nothing is said on the on the on the phone. It's just like, no, it's just a wrong number. Okay, well, it's important to include that. I assume it's a hello. I'm a guy who brings coke to a potluck. How can I help you? (laughs) (laughs) Bean dip, huh? Seems kind of (laughs) lame. And meanwhile, back at the kidnapping, Jerry tells her to take off her blindfolds because it doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) But it absolutely does. Absolutely does. Identify uh, a, him. Take off your blindfold. Here's a strand of my hair. Here's my thumb. <laughs> Got a bag for it. Yeah, why don't you take off? Yeah. So he tells her to go and, and she forgives him and tells him that God loves him. And then she gives him a kiss, uh, which was a little weird. 
and then he lets her go and she walks away. <laughs> she walks away like 20 feet out of the house and then jumps in a car with a stranger. Yep. I would have been so happy if she got kidnapped again. <laughs> that would have been the greatest thing that she just, oh man, you're another kid. Just looks up at God. You are being funny this week. You. <laughs> wow. You. You, oh, ah. I see what you're doing. So what 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 have you been doing today? Oh, I was kidnapped. My husband paid two hundred grand for ransom. Oh, really? Two hundred really? grand you're worth, huh? Oh yeah, but they caught the guy. Oh, all right. Mm. <laughs> so how calm are you on a scale from one to Christian? Oh, I'm full on Christian. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. So and this seems like an odd because this is based on a true story. So it seems like this woman is purposefully advertising to kidnappers that she's really good at this shit. Right. You know, like if you're looking for somebody to kidnap that won't freak out, I, I'm your gal. So th this person that's picked her up now drops her off at a uh, at a drugstore or something. And she runs to the phone sounding very close to orgasm. You know how like you know how like they'll fake like they're close to orgasm. So you'll keep going and slow down and everything. But they're really not close to orgasm. It sounds like that. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yep. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, my totally gosh. Get and then they. Yep. Uh, they they put their boobs together. They squish them together to keep and their keep yep. them inside so they don't pop. <laughs> <laughs> so women she, are naked sometimes. <laughs> sometimes On not the often enough. Almost all the time. <laughs> so so she uses the phone at the um, at the uh, drugstore and calls home. Now they're going to come and get her. Well, actually, the FBI, we have a five-minute scene while the FBI argues with Gunner over who should go pick her up. But yes, again, so this movie is so desperate for time. It's just like, okay, but I mean, I get better gas mileage. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Where are my keys? Has anyone seen my key? Honestly, if this movie had spent 20 minutes looking for someone's keys, I'd be like, sure, movie. You sure did. And of course, this is where Eunice glances up at the uh, clock and what well, you know what? It's six minutes to six, just like Jesus promised, assuming that she's less than six minutes from home. And again, she's on the phone. She has been on the phone the entire time. And somehow the FBI is there. The FBI walks. So she, it's been a two minute. The FBI was apparently stopping there for some ho-hos. And they were like, oh, f fuck, we're at that gas station. Eunice. And she's like, oh, guys, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so like, and we go back to Gunner, who's all like relieved. Now the son says, Dad, she made it. And the dad says, Good thing this isn't a movie, or that would be insanely anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> and then the preacher steps in to take credit for everything. Yeah, I know we've prayed a lot these four days, but let's keep praying again. Let's some do more. Some more of that. Just one more for old time's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and so they, he prays and. Thanks God for kidnapping the wife. I don't. Yeah. Again. And this is that. That's the most fucked up thing about this is that this is all a problem of evil kind of thing anyway. Right. Because God let her be kidnapped. It's just like you gave me the strength to deal with the thing that you made me deal with. Well, thanks. Well, it's also the problem of 6 p.m. being solved by Christians. Oh, well, that's true. Mm, that's so. true. Assuming they drove really fast. Strong apologetic. <laughs> and then we get to meet the real Gunner and Eunice right at the end of the movie. They pop up and like, hi, we're the real Gunner and Eunice. We're not that different looking from the actors, <laughs> but here we are. 
And we're also not any worse at acting because that wouldn't be possible. We have right. equal amounts of trouble reading the cue cards directly in front of us as the <laughs> actors. <laughs> that man I call Jerry, he sent me a letter apologizing for kidnapping me. And, and he said he found God. So no backsies. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah, no, they talk about Jesus for a while, you know, and then they say, God is a really great God. And I'm like, he's, but he's the only one for you guys, right? So he's not, what are you, who, which, are you comparing him to lame-ass Egyptian gods? <laughs> I wanted you just to be like, yeah, Jerry, he's found God now. And then he asked God to parole him at 6 p.m. So we're going to go pick him up. <laughs> we're going to go pick him up before 6. So I meant that. And then we get. Psalm 46 one that is not the one about smashing baby heads against the rocks so I don't care damn uh, and then the movie is is over and nothing had ever happened yep we are the most eventful thing to happen to this movie <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> all right well if doing this show has taught me anything is that there's always a worse movie so it stands to reason that someday we're gonna watch a movie with even less plot than this one. So we're going to close out the review tonight with some predictions. When we find that movie, what will it be about? Oh, uh, I'm going to say Tommy Wiseau in a room. <laughs> yeah, there's some other blots of that, but it's, it's well, he wanted it to just be him in a room. Yeah, no, that's uh, Verizon store for Jesus. <laughs> I've been waiting here for 25 how busy is this Verizon yeah, <laughs> 90, 97 Latina employees and no one here can add a line None I don't I what see you, you not for? doing anything I can if I want to buy Beats headphones I'd have all of your attention instantly <laughs> if I want to pay you an extra $20 a month for the rest of my life I have to fucking solve a riddle and get out of an escape room you assholes boy we could go on. let's just do an hour and a half about how bad Verizon sucks that would have been so much better than reviewing this movie I use project five by Google it's a lot better deal it's no big deal all right yeah, it's well great I, when you want to leave a message a guy answers and is like I, I tell him <laughs> And that guy is a lot cheaper than Verizon, is what I'm Talk saying. slower. Okay, you're my fifth project today. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to get him your message. <laughs> it's not always a racist guy. Anyway. And well, I guess that's going to do it for our review of Held for Ransom. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet, because we still need to coax you back out of hiding next week. So Eli, tell us, what's on deck? Reggie's Prayer. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so happy. You guys know who the people in this movie are. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's not it's, Reggie White. It's Reggie White. It's about Reggie White. <laughs> if he had stopped being a football player to coach high school football for Jesus. And fight drug dealers. Apparently. Yes. And yes. Mr. So, Miyagi's in it. Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking sad. So is the big show. <laughs> yeah. 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 And also special appearances by Brett Favre and Mike Holmgren. So just look forward to a whole episode of Eli saying Sean Mankins next week. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. 
So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 80 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life for this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions promising to work hard for another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. God doesn't exist. Eli took a disturbing amount of logistical notes during this one. Bill and Jerry went on to use their kidnapping skills to found Patreon.com. <laughs> and we're gonna drop your Patreon money off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's gotta wear an orange hat and come get it. <laughs>